the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. All right, it looks like we are in business here. Just had a little bit of a headphone glitch. Everything went silent on me there right at the end of the uh, President Reagan remarks there. Not exactly sure why. My apologies for that. But we are here and we are live in the middle of the frozen tundra, I guess, of Northeast Ohio. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. It is eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on this Monday, this very, very cold, snow-filled Monday, the 17th morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2022. That, of course, makes today a federal holiday. It is Martin Luther King Day, a day that we, um, well, a day that we normally commemorate, and we normally celebrate, and we normally speak of the legacy and the impact of, um, related to, of course, the life of the great civil rights pioneer. That's what we would normally do today. And while some of us will still do that, I'm very curious to see how the day is going to play out for our Democratic brothers and sisters, our Democrat friends. Because today, Martin Luther King Day has become a day that they absolutely abhor. It has become a day that they revile. Because today, 
would be a day in which we celebrate a man who literally devoted and ultimately sacrificed his life to promote, which is the exact opposite of what the modern-day Democrat promotes. Martin Luther King lived his life and, as an activist, sacrificed his life in order to promote a colorblind society, one in which blacks and whites would sit together and not even notice one another's colors. He preached about it. He dreamed about it. And he told us about those dreams. And his belief that people should be seen not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, literally is the exact opposite of what you are being preached to today by the modern Democrat, who believe in CRT, critical race theory, anti-racism, which sounds like a positive thing, but in reality is racism. It is just flipping the script on which party suffers the racism, or rather, not party, which race suffers the racism. Anti-racism and CRT destroy the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King. There is no, there is no um, ambiguity to that statement. Literally, what CRT does is it kills Martin Luther King's dream. It says you must first identify people by their skin color and judge them on that basis. And if that skin color is dark, then you judge them as being victims of a systemically oppressive society. If that skin color is lighter in hue, then you judge them as being an oppressor. You judge them as being one who likes to stamp down, stamp out the rights and to keep down the people with the darker skin color. And that's how you treat them. Treat them like the oppressors they are. Shun them. Shun them. Push them to the side. In fact, do everything that has ever been done to the people with the darker skin, to the people with the lighter skin. As a matter of fact, isn't that in the credo of anti-racism by Ibram X. Kendi? The only solution to past injustice is present injustice. The only solution to present injustice is future injustice. It's in the book. So on this day in which those of us who believe in equality and who believe in equal opportunity, just the way that Dr. Martin Luther King spoke of it and lived it and practiced it, those of us who believe in his message will celebrate. Those of us who wish he had never uttered those words will pretend they don't exist, and they'll continue to push for division, separatism, and, and in fact, segregation. That very, very thing, that very ideal that Martin Luther King opposed and fought, and so many of his supporters fought, segregation is now being reimposed by the modern Democrat. There can be no doubt of this whatsoever. All right. Thank you so much for being with us again. That's how we're going to. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to play some of the speech here in just a little bit. I'm going to play some of it. We're going to reflect on it. We're going to talk about what it really means. Coming up at ten ten. By the way, I've got one guest today. And by the way, that guest was supposed to guest host for me today, Khalid Namar, my good friend who uh, fills in for me from time to time on this program. You've heard him, and I know you like him 
because I get a lot of great feedback uh, for having him in whenever I do. He's going to be my guest today because I was supposed to travel today. My travel plans got uh, canceled. Uh, I was going to go down to the border, but between the snow and some other things, uh, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so Khalid Damar, rather than guest hosting, is going to be my guest. And, of course, as a black man, Khalid Damar and I are going to have a great conversation about race and race relations on Martin Luther King Day 2022. It's going to be a very good conversation. That's coming up at 1010 today. Normally, we would have had Jim Jordan today as well, but he has been bumped to tomorrow. So no guest at 935. What that means is we're guest free for the first hour. And this is an opportunity for you to join me at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. We'll get you up and on the radio, and uh, and we'll talk about this. We'll talk about race in America. Before we do anything else, however, let us start our day as we always do. Patriots, please rise. Patriots, please face a flag if you have one. If you don't, that's all right. Close your eyes and pretend you can see one. And put your hand on your heart and join us as we pay tribute to this glorious nation and its liberty and its equality for all, no matter how much some are trying to take that away. Leftists, Democrats, those who don't believe in equality, those who believe in equity instead, you don't understand what liberty is. You probably don't want to stand for this. You go ahead and take your knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us of the United States. We're going to start that again. We had a glitch. My apologies. One more time. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Speaking of glitches, we're going to have our fingers crossed that we don't have any power outages or things that mess with our transmitter or our, uh, you know, any of our equipment or anything else for that matter, uh, because we know that those things are possible when you get this kind of heavy snow. So welcome winter. We didn't get our white Christmas. We're getting our white mid-January, which of course we expected. Um, I, I hope everybody is safe. What's bizarre to me uh, John, John, go ahead and turn on your mic too. Jonathan is uh, is our board op and producer, and uh, he had a tough time getting in this morning. As a matter of fact, John, you live what'd you say about six minutes away from the radio station? Oh, about six minutes away. What happened? Well, I was coming down here, um, you know, as normal to work. The main main thoroughfares are completely unplowed, untouched. And I, of course, have my nice little two wheel drive sedan coming up here. And uh, I was coming off Rockside, almost made it about, you know, about 30 seconds away from the station, trying to come up the drive, Summit Drive, off of Rockside up to the station. And there's about me and, like, three other people there kind of stuck going up the hill. And we're, we're, we're stuck there for about, like, 10 minutes trying to go up and down. So I parked my car. Was it, was it ice, John? That, I mean, it was just snow. Was it snow no ice, through? just, like, slush and snow, and you just cannot get through it. Wow. So I, I parked my car, and when I say parked my car, I'm stuck in the snowdrift, turned my blinkers on, locked it, and walked the rest of the way here because, I mean, I wasn't sure there was anybody at the station. I wasn't sure anybody made it in. So, yeah, that was my morning so far. 
Well, listen, your dedication is greatly appreciated because without uh, you getting up that hill, we're not on the air right now. So I'm, you know, walking it. I mean, really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully some good Samaritans will help you, too, when you go back there with your flashers on after the next few hours. You're probably going to have a dead battery. So <laughs> we're going to have to help, help you out in whatever way that we can. But um, from what I'm told, John, your story is not a unique one, that major thoroughfares all over northeast Ohio haven't been treated, haven't been plowed, salted, or whatever so people are having a hard time getting around thank god literally thank you lord that today is a federal holiday there are a lot fewer people who have to go out in this um uh and and try to get through but a lot of major thoroughfares haven't been touched usually those are the first ones major roads that get a lot of traffic but uh uh, it's going to be a bear out there today so jonathan thank you for working your way through it we appreciate it no problem all right. Uh, 17 minutes after the hour, we're going to do some of the Martin Luther King speech after the bottom of the hour, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what that means. We're going to bring in Khalid Namar at 1010 to talk about it as well. But we do have some other news stories that we're going to get to after this time out. A hostage situation in a clearly anti-Semitic attack that the FBI stuck its head in the sand over for a full day, almost, for a full day, not wanting to acknowledge that Islamic extremism still exists not wanting to acknowledge that fanatical muslim terrorists still exist and they do indeed hate repeat hate jews the the fbi yesterday wanted us to believe that doesn't happen anymore that didn't exist because remember the only true dangerous extremists and terrorists in the country that 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 that, that exists today are white straight republican christian Men, that's the real danger here. We can't have uh, something like radical Muslim extremism coming back uh, because that gets in the way of the narrative. They tried their best to bury that story. They had to give a mea culpa this morning. I'll give you a story about that coming up and a whole bunch more. 216-901-0945 right here on AM 1420 The Answer. Okay, 921, we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Good Monday to you, cold Monday to you, a lot of snow. Good luck dealing with it. Hopefully we all get through it safely and soundly. So a couple of stories of division uh, today. Uh, I'll, I'll get to the synagogue uh, hostage situation in Texas uh, in a moment, but just just to make sure that you understand this. The division in this country, which, you know, race, of course, is always an issue when it comes to division. But the division in this country now, according to vaccination status, is is starting to reach uh, a, a critical level. We're starting to reach peak insanity, perhaps. When you have a, a newspaper, and in this case, the Salt Lake City Tribune in Utah, when you have a newspaper editorial board, calling for the National Guard to be called into service, not to well, treat people in the hospitals and places where they fired hundreds of health care workers, the way it is happening in some places, including here in Ohio, not calling the National Guard in to uh, replace the workers that, would have been, that have been told, you're not vaccinated, you're fired. But when you have an editorial board of a newspaper calling for the National Guard to be called in to act as a Gestapo. 
to act as a secret police raining terror upon the people. That's a whole different kind of division. The Salt Lake City Tribune editorial board has called for the National Guard to keep unvaccinated people in their homes to ensure that people without proof of their profit shots, and again, I will use the word vaccination only when it's convenient. It is certainly never something that is used with accuracy. These shots do not inoculate. They do not vaccinate against infection. They are profit shots that may or may not, for a very short period of time, um, affect symptoms and may or may not, depending on who you are, have very, very, very serious adverse reactions to a lot of people up to and including death. Don't believe me? Ask the CDC. You know, the CDC that runs the VAERS reporting system. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that's VAERS. Anyway, the Salt Lake City Tribune editorial board published an editorial on Saturday calling for the governor of that state to use the guard to prevent vaccinated citizens from going anywhere. In an entire uh, editorial entitled, Utah Leaders Have Surrendered to COVID Pandemic, the editorial board writes, quote, the paper lays blame at, um, I'm sorry, hold on a second. Here's the quote, Utah leaders have surrendered to COVID pandemic. Uh, the editorial board writes, the paper lays blame that elected officials for fa- uh, blame at elected officials for failing to mandate the vaccine for all citizens, the pa- which of course is just insane, absolutely insane, mandating for all citizens. That goes further than even Biden did with the 100 employees or more situation that the Supreme Court just uh, rained down hell upon. The paper asserted that if Utah was a civilized place, that's a quote, Republican Governor Spencer Cox would implement a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for the entire state and have the National Guard enforce the mandate by not letting unvaccinated people go into public. Quote, were Utah a truly civilized place, the governor's next move would be to find a way to mandate the kind of mass vaccination campaign that we should have launched a year ago going as far as to deploy the National Guard to ensure that people without proof of vaccination would not be allowed, well, anywhere, end quote, end quote. While the editorial board placed blame at all levels of government, they were more critical of Republicans like Cox, quote, Government officials, mostly but not exclusively Republicans, were apparently determined not to be caught governing in the face of this challenge. Any move or recommendation to mask up Uh, or when safe and effective vaccines become available to make vaccination a requirement of admission to public places and society in general was shouted down as an unwarranted imposition on individual freedoms, end quote. Let me just stop it there because I don't know that I want to read any more of of this extraordinary, dangerous, extraordinarily dangerous uh, messaging. But little memo to the Utah or the uh, Salt Lake Tribune uh, uh, editorial board, little memo. Every single word you just wrote does impose upon individual freedoms, which are not sacrificed when there is a health emergency. Now, I checked. I looked at both the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, looking at our founding documents which give us the freedoms that we enjoy today. And I look for that clause that says, none of this crap counts if there's a health emergency. Then you do what the state tells you to do. I looked. It's not there. 
It's not there. Our freedoms to decide what medicine we take, what food we eat, is is literally just that, our freedom. And they are trying now to divide us in ways they haven't even done yet. Calling the National Guard to act as secret police? To literally patrol neighborhoods? And if they see people outside, you must show your papers! Or wear the yellow star, as far as we know. But if you don't have that star, or you don't have those papers, you're going to jail. Or we'll march you back to your home and seal you in like they did in China. You know, weld people's doors shut now, Salt Lake City Tribune? Is this reality, or is this some sort of bizarre dream that we're all having, this bizarre nightmare? But when the press, which Donald Trump once famously called the enemy of the people, when the press literally expresses its enmity for people, he was, he was prophetic, wasn't he? This is insane. And this division has been fostered by the press and by the American left political system. They somehow have made profit shots and masks, which they like to call the, the woke version of the red MAGA hat, They have made these the dividing lines across America. And if you are unmasked, in other words, not wearing what would be the red hat, you are the enemy, and you will be treated as such. If you don't show your papers, you are the enemy, despite the fact that hospitals from one end of this country to the other right now are filled with just as many fully vaccinated people who have been infected by COVID as uh, unvaccinated people. These are reported by the hospitals, not by the media, not by left-wing government officials, not by the Biden administration, but by the hospitals. They will tell you. And I see story after story after story of those hospitals posting their remarks or posting their numbers, their statistics, and their explanations of where they are being posted on social media. Of course, these are things that are happening probably just prior to people's accounts from be, uh, people's accounts being suspended from social media for daring to share that hospital information. But it's reality, and they are still trying to divide. So there's division along the health status or the, uh, the uh, profit shot status, I guess. And then we were reminded again on Saturday that there was division, or there is division in this country along religious and ethnic lines as well. Radical Islamic Muslims took hostages, or at least one particular Muslim on scene, and another couple of people have been arrested in support took a synagogue hostage, created a terror situation for synagogue uh, worshipers, Jews, in other words, and the rabbi that led them. The FBI wanted you to believe so much that it wasn't so, that it was random. They might as well have walked into into a Chili's and took hostages in a Chili's. It was just random that it was a synagogue. This is what they told us for about 24 hours. Well, the truth is out now. And we'll share that for you as well. We're also going to hear from uh, the uh, speech, the not infamous, the famous speech of Dr. Martin Luther King, too, as we evaluate his words from 1963 and whether or not they're still applicable today. Coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. 
upside down and the majority turns to the left turn to the right always right with bob france on am 1420 the answer okay 937 briefly on this mlk day 2022 and thank you so much for being with us uh briefly i I just want to underscore the obvious insanity of this um Joe Biden wants you to believe that the only evil that is promulgated in this country right now is evil that is perpetrated by Donald Trump supporters, who he likes to then characterize as being white supremacists, white supremacists and domestic terrorists, militia group members and others who hate democracy and others who hate minorities and so forth. This is the narrative that the great uniter who was going to come in after Donald Trump divided us, he claimed, and be a uniter for all pres- or all uh, uh, people in this country, all citizens. Um, he has literally done just the exact opposite. I, we list the examples every day. I don't need to go through the entire uh, you know, rundown here, but those are the only people who can commit terror acts now. Straight, white, Christian, uh, conservative, uh, white, supremacist, white supremacist males. And that's why this headline exists. FBI claims attack on synagogue not specifically related to Jewish community. The FBI claimed Saturday that an attack and hostage taking by an armed Islamic terrorist at a synagogue near Dallas was not specifically related to the Jewish community. The terrorist burst into the sanctuary during a Sabbath service at uh, Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas, near Dallas, and took several members of the community hostage, including the rabbi. It was a long, long standoff. It lasted eight, nine hours before, eventually, the hostages were able to get away and the suspect, the hostage taker, killed. During a press conference later that night, FBI Special Agent in Charge Matthew DeSarno said the rescue came as a result of a long day of hard work by nearly 200 law enforcement officers from across the region. He went on to say that, quote, we do believe that from engaging with the subject, he was singularly focused on one issue, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community. We will continue to work to find motives, and we will continue on that path in terms of resolution of the incident. The FBI should be abolished. Now, I don't think, I don't believe that we don't need um, a federal police force, a federal federal investigative body, don't get me wrong. But the FBI, as it's currently constructed and under its current leadership, absolutely needs to be abolished. I am not going left-wing Ilhan Omar AOC, abolish police. No, 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 no. They, they want to abolish, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to abolish uh, police forces, uh, local and statewide police forces, because they believe that police forces are targeting certain citizens illegally, and they believe that the criminal justice system is inherently and systemically racist. That's not what I'm saying when I say abolish the FBI. The FBI has just become a political tool. The FBI, under James Comey, became a political tool. Second, Andrew McCabe, political tool. And now under Christopher Ray, which, by the way, Donald Trump has to own. He chose him. The FBI is an absolute embarrassment. 
The FBI was weaponized to turn against parents who, for daring to go to school boards and complain when their children, their daughters, are raped in bathrooms by males saying, I'm allowed to go in there and do what I want because I think I'm a female. People go to the school board meetings and complain and get arrested and investigated by the FBI. The FBI has become not a police uh, function. It has become a political function, a political tool. The idea that they would tell us that this synagogue wasn't chosen, it was random? Because this hostage taker was demanding the release of another Islamic terrorist who had tried to kill uh, U.S. soldiers? Because that's what happened here. Afia Siddiqui, also known as Lady Al-Qaeda, a convicted Islamic terrorist who tried to kill U.S. soldiers, that's who he was demanding be released. So a Muslim travels to a synagogue on the Sabbath, takes a rabbi and three other Jews hostage, and our FBI says, it's not about Jews, it's not anti-Semitic, it's not about Jews. Like I said, they may have just wandered into a Chili's or a, or a, or a, or a, a, a get-go gas station and grabbed somebody there. It's not about Judaism. Until, of course, today, after national haranguing and national criticism, Finally, the FBI says, um, yeah, we looked a little closer, and uh, um, yeah, it looks like it was an anti-Semitic hate crime. Unbelievable. Simply unbelievable. Malik Faisal Akram, the British national who was killed Saturday night after taking the four people hostage inside the synagogue, spoke, synagogue, spoke repeatedly about a convicted terrorist during negotiations with law enforcement. That was Siddiqui, as I mentioned. The statement now, quote, sheds new light on a possible motive. Akram could be heard on Facebook live stream demanding the release of Siddiqui, the Pakistani neuroscientist with ties to al-Qaeda who was convicted of trying to kill U.S. Army officers in Afghanistan. This is a terrorism-related matter, the statement from the FBI finally said, in which the Jewish community was targeted and is being investigated by the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Gee, you think... And all it took was a subtle clubbing over the head with the reality and the facts that radical Islamic terrorists pretty much generally tend to not like Jews. And this is exactly what they did. They went into a synagogue trying to essentially, or not they, one individual, and we'll see how many other people he was supported by that were part of this, uh, you know, this conspiracy. Uh, but he goes into a synagogue trying to use the lives of Jews to get another uh, Muslim terrorist set free. And they wanted to tell us that it had nothing to do with anti-Semitism. Greater Manchester Police in England uh, tweeted that counterterrorism officers had made arrests of two individuals there in England who were connected to this individual who was shot and killed by police near Dallas. So it's kind of an international situation that we will, of course, keep you posted on. But it's just, to, to, to listen to the Biden administration and its weaponized DOJ and now its weaponized FBI within that DOJ try to tell us things that we know that are obviously not true, tell us that they are, or tell us things that we know are true, tell us that they're not. It is just getting to be, I'd say, comical. If it wasn't so serious and dangerous... But watching these clowns 
stand before microphones and babble and rumble and bumble and stumble and not having any clue what's going on, but then allowing this kind of stuff to go you know, un- unchecked and unreported as what it is so that people don't get the idea that, hey, maybe we should be still on guard against radical Islamic terrorism. Maybe we should be on guard against anti-Semitism in the United States. No, it has to be all about black and white. White supremacy, systemic racism, social justice, social justice reform, criminal justice reform, D.I.E., diversity, inclusion, and equity, critical race theory. It has to be all of those things. None of the other things, uh, the, the hatred that plagues people in this country, none of those count anymore. It's black and it's white, and that's all that it is. Okay. Uh, let's go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Olga calling us from Cleveland. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Olga. Go right ahead. France, how are you this morning? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's My anyway? comment would go back to your opening where you said that the National Guard was going into Utah wanting to lock down people who were No, 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 not the National Not the uh, National Hold on, Olga, 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 uh, Olga, take a breath. Uh, Olga, take a breath. I want to clarify yeah. what you just said, okay? Uh-huh. No, 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 not that the National Guard wants to do that. There was a newspaper editorial board that ran er- their editorial in the paper that called for the National Guard to do this. It doesn't mean the Guard wants to do it, but this is what the newspaper, a left-wing newspaper, is saying should happen. Exactly Uh right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I almost dropped my cereal bowl when I heard that, and I thought, oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, What's next? Are they going to expel everybody that's not a Mormon? Yeah, well, uh, they didn't make they didn't make any reference to that uh, in uh, in the yeah, newspaper but article. They're just know, doing the division on the vax think, versus unvax. If you think of what happened to the Jews prior to World War II, I mean, you know, little by little, it's like the frog in the boiling pot of oh, water. No, on that you are one hundred percent right. That is, that is the fear, and that is what people. And thank you so much for your call, Ogle, and I appreciate that very much. Um, that is what people like me and, and, and many, many others are, are doing every day, trying to warn of exactly that. This is what I've been saying for the last two years when it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to forced jabs. Um, if, if they can take your own personal bodily autonomy away from you, your own freedom to decide what goes into your body, what medication you take, what medication you accept, if they can force that, they can literally force anything. Because there's nothing more personal. I, I can't think of anything. Nothing they can do to your house. Nothing they can do to your property, to your income, even your job. And they're doing that, too. That's what, the, of course, the mandates are all about. Take people's jobs away from them if they don't submit to government overreach if they do not submit to government coercion and the forced vaccination or the forced profit shots uh going into their bodies take their jobs away from them but even that is less personal than your own physical body if you surrender your right to do what you want with your body when it comes to medicating yourself or not then then what's next can they mandate a certain cholesterol level for all persons verified by doctors to be under a certain level or else they will be considered unhealthy 
and have their taxes raised on that basis. They're doing that with the vax. They're telling people, if you don't want to get vaxxed, okay, we're going to charge you $80 more a month on your health insurance. I mean, and I'm just making things up here off the top of my head, but what else can they do? They will, if they are allowed to dictate your health decisions to you, there is pretty much nothing. You talk about a, a, a frog in a warm uh, pot of water, not realizing how much hotter it's getting, how much hotter it's getting until it's dead. That is exactly what would happen here. We're in the warm water right now. Now, they turned it down a couple of degrees as we just play out this metaphor. They turned it down a couple of degrees at the Supreme Court the other day when they uh, nixed the Biden uh, OSHA mandate. But still, uh, Biden is out there through his spokesperson, Peppermint Patty, uh, Madam Circleback, Jen Psaki, telling businesses, ignore the court, mandate it on your own. Just because we can't doesn't mean you can't. Mandate it on your own businesses everywhere. Put more Americans out of work. If they don't want to take our profit shots that have made our benefactors at Pfizer and Moderna $20 billion per quarter, then take their jobs away from them. Take their money away from them. Take their liberty away from them. This is what's being done. And if you don't think we're in that water right now, And if you don't think that we need more uh, decisions like the one that was made in the OSHA mandate, which sadly just came too late because a lot of people already took the shot in order to keep their jobs and they didn't want it, and a lot of other people didn't take the shots and got fired because they didn't, it was a little too little and a little too late. But if we want more relief, if we want somebody to turn that fire down just a little bit more, we are going to have to be more and more vigilant and more and more active. And that's going to take things like this. People like us coming together and discussing these things uh, reasonably and rationally and formulating plans. We have, I mean, through through legal means, through activist means, there are so many other things that we absolutely have to do. Let me get Jim in West Park. Jim, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Jim. Yes, uh, domestic violence. That's citizen against citizen. Now, here's your get-out-of-jail-free card here. It's in the Constitution. Most of the Constitution is written... For the government, what they cannot do to we the people. But it's Article 4, Section 4. The United States shall guarantee in every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature or of the executive when the legislature cannot be convened against domestic violence. It could be anything from critical race theory to common core to masks, vaccine passports, the school closing. That is domestic violence, and it's in Article 4, Section 4. And thank you for taking my call. Thank you for making the call, Jim. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, one could make that argument. If you want to go ahead and find definitions of the word violence, I think one could could find it in a lot of those things that he just described. And uh, and we do have protection against that. It's just that it is being ignored right now. Not by everyone. That's why we continue to push. That's why we continue to fight. Okay, 952. We'll take this time out. Then we'll come back and, again, dive into the federal holiday that we observe today, Martin Luther King Day. We're going to talk to my friend Khalid Namaro. 
Namar, who is a guest host, by the way, on this show, as you know, after the top of the hour. A black guy talking to a white guy about black-white issues from 1963 and how that speech that Martin Luther King gave in August of 1963 is applicable or not today. That'll be coming up as well in the next hour right here, AM 1420, The Answer. One day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low the rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together this is our hope this is a faith that i go back to the south with with this faith we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee I sing, land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. 
From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom reign. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. Not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and when this happens... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.